yo, what up, y'all? You are tuned into a brand new episode, another brand new episode of the award-winning, chart-topping, behind-the-baller podcast, top business podcast globally, okay? I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, not Ben Humble. Let me say that again, not Ben Humble, but I am the Korean John Cusack, all right? I am the Asian John McCall. I am Odessu, aka Old Boy. Yes, I'm the Korean Liam Neeson, and yes, I am the Korean Earl Woods. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the weekend wrap-up. How are you guys doing? The word for today's podcast is disconnect. Okay, and it means a bunch of different things, correct? Or it could be used in different ways. So I took a three-day trip up into Ventura County, up in like the mountains and kind of near Ojai, uh, near Oxnard and Santa Barbara and all that shit um, to an area called Lake Casitas. Really chill spot. Nothing fancy, just a cool little spot for the RV, you know, they got some climbing, they got a little lake for fishing and shit. Um, they had a semi-full hookups and a half sewage, but they had a, a sewage dump. And you know what? We took the kids out there and um, this was booked already like two, three weeks ago before Rex had passed away. So I kind of just was like, you know what? This is going to be good. I needed this to get away. And um, I'm burned the fuck out. I ain't gonna lie to you. So um, there's some good news though. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But, uh, you know, drove up hour and a half and uh, get to the campsite and just chilled out. No outside food, meaning no, we cooked everything that we ate. Uh, of course, Filipino style shit. And, uh, you know, I had snacks here and there, chilled. But I wasn't on the phone like that, which is uh, something I'm really proud of because, you know, I'm on the phone quite a bit, right? Um, I'm on nine hours a day, it says, to on my iPhone thing. But what people don't realize is that I talk a lot, I text, I use it for my banking shit. It is like my little computer. I'm on that more than my laptop. So if you, me going on a laptop and doing productive shit is the same thing on my phone. So it's really not. Now, if you're doing nine hours of social media, different story. That's not me. So anyways, um, of course, Rex has been on my mind all weekend. And, um, you know, we got to bury my boy. So I got to figure out... um, uh, when and where I'm going to fly out to go see my boy for the last time. Well, in his uh, physical state, right? I'm assuming it'd be an open casket funeral. Uh, so a lot of things going through my brain. You know, some nights I'm like, oh, you know, I haven't seen him, you know, a little bit. And and then another part of me is like, yo, man, I'm never going to see this dude again. You know, you just, it's a trip. Death is a weird thing. But sharing season football tickets with this guy's, you know, going to the games. It just never, it's really going to be, that's going to be weird. So I went to the mountains to disconnect away from everyone and kind of just focus on my family and, you know, um, kind of figured out maybe one big part of why London has so much anxiety and so much, uh, some tantrums and rage and thing. And, and I've said this before, um, my wife is convinced it's Roblox, right? I think it's a little bit mixture, obviously Roblox and the culture of it. Uh, for those who of you who 
have kids that play that, I think you would know. My son has a very obsessive, uh, yeah, he has uh, OCD, you know, but not really. How do I say that? But he is obsessed, right, with this game. He dreams about it, thinks about it all day long. That's all he talks about. YouTube just studies codes and everything. The thing about it that pisses me off, or I'm sorry, the thing that makes me upset or bummed out is that he's really good at this game. Like, I'm not just saying that because he's my son. I'm saying that because I see how good he is at this game and playing with other kids who are, you know, maybe more far advanced because they're older or they do certain things. But as far as like getting in the game and playing, they can't fuck with him. You know, uh, Tiger's son, King, he's really good at the game. He's created one of the most popular games in Roblox that one literally probably top three most popular game in there. And even when they play, he's not as advanced with London as far as like getting, you know, uh, points, love. Like in love is, I guess, kind of like a score, right? Anyways, so my wife said, hey, you know, we got to take this away from him. So we took it away from him for a few days. And um, I'm bummed out because... You know, this might be, what What if this is his calling? What if he can make money off of this? What if this is something that could, you know, take him to another level? I don't know yet. But what I do know is, you know, it took a little bit of time. You got to go over that hump. When you go over the hump, you know, he was acting up in the mountains in, in Lake Casitas. He was uh, being, he was aggravated. He was irritated. He was just very irritable. He was in a bad mood. He's, you know, he's just, and it just finally kicked in. He just needed some rest and needed to reset. And finally, after the second night, you know, not that we found an epiphany or something, but it just, he got some rest, woke up. We focused on something else. And uh, I let him play like a different game that wasn't like, you know, totally never played before. I think he just loves video games, period. I think he's going to be good at anything he messes with. In fact, we just started playing NBA Jam last night. And so um, we had a good time. And me and him bonded really well over this NBA Jam game. And uh, usually, um, I don't even know if I mentioned this before, but, you know, I switch off with the kids and who I sleep with, except Kaya. Kaya kind of favors uh, Nick, even though she's, um, Kaya is a, a daddy's girl, you know. I'm a girl dad and everything all about that. But uh, I switch off with uh, Ryder in London. Sometimes I sleep with both. And, uh, you know, they fight all the time about just the stupidest shit, right? But anyways, the whole point of this thing was, to just bond with the kids, reset, disconnect from the world, right? Now, I will do this every single weekend because I can, right? And I love the RV. It's amazing. The more and little small little things I find out about the thing, the more I love it. Because again, I just love not thinking about shit, jumping in the road and thinking like, all right, great. Guess what? It's like I'm moving without having to move all my shit. Like I could just drive to wherever the fuck I want to go, pull over, eat, if I want to get some food from outside, cool, if I want to cook, cool, want to connect to something, boom, I could figure it out, there's options, and for anyone who has colitis, you already know, it's a fucking dream come true, right, you just, you got a toilet that works, and you got running water, you got everything, it just, it really is a remarkable luxury, now, the whole point of this podcast is to speak about business, right, no, that's not it. Yes, this is a business podcast because you're talking to somebody who started out working minimum wage and is now worth eight figures, okay? I don't give a fuck about any of that. Really, this is just my life, how I break down things, some free game, 
but mostly I try to entertain you guys with what goes on in my life, right? This is just a big plog, right? It's not a blog, it's not a vlog, it's a plog. It's a podcast blog, right? So I had a whole different like schedule of notes that I wanted to get into, but we're not gonna be able to get into all those. Do you wanna know why? Because this Asian hate shit has taken over every single Asian person that I've spoken to or that I see on social media and everything. And I've addressed it a little bit, but now it's a whole different thing now, all right? So now we're gonna get into the Asian hate. And look, let's start out by the facts. I grew up in a Korean household. Grew up in Koreatown, lived in Monterey Park for a little bit, but I grew up facing an enormous amount of adversity, right? Beyond and above. I played sports, like hip hop, and this is during those times where this was taboo and exotic to an Asian American. Still, obviously, an outsider game. There's just way more Asians around. There's more, it's easier to track Asians because of social media and certain things. You gotta remember, I don't want a cookie. I don't want a trophy. I don't give a fuck. All that shit has been said and done. People come out now and say, oh man, you know how much racist comments I get all the time because of this and that and that. Man, nobody gives a fuck, okay? And I'm not being negative, I'm just being real. Like, look, the BLM thing, totally fucking different. Asians aren't getting beaten down by cops. We're not getting hated in the system. I'm not saying that there's not hate crimes going on. There is. I've seen it. But now, what I'm getting at is, it is apples and oranges. It's fucking apples and Wagyu steaks. It's two different fucking things, right? It's breakfast and fucking football. We're talking so far off the fucking grid, okay? And when everyone keeps talking about these hate crimes, look, they've been going on. And again, just like how people say, oh man, you know, we're noticing way more, you know, crime against blacks um, by cops and, and by, you know, all kinds of shit. No, it's just being videotaped now, right? And it's the same with us. We haven't been, you know, it's not like, we, you know, things have changed. We've always felt a certain way about it, but, you know, people are just being a little more vocal about it now, right? And there's all these platforms, and now they're talking about stop the Asian hate, you know, this. Let me explain something to you real quick. I said my piece two episodes ago, all right? This guy who's been very, very vocal about this is a guy named Daniel Wu. He's a Hong Kong actor. Uh, I don't know, dude. Seems like a really solid dude. You know, I was just like, hey, man, I'm going to follow the dude because he follows me. Seems to be a pretty cool guy. Dad, you know, um, husband. He's uh, cool with the other people. And then him and this other guy, Daniel Day Kim. Daniel Day Kim is the guy from Lost. I think he's on Hawaii Five-O. He's been on a couple things. You know, a famous Korean dude. Very, very strong Korean features. Daniel Wu posted on his Instagram that he's going to have a chat about uh, Asian hate. Now, I, apparently he had one before. It lasted four or five hours. And I was like, all right, cool. So I DM dude, I said, hey, bro, I'll see you soon. This, this little clubhouse thing. I just came back from a very long trip. Um, I went camping for three days. And now I'm down to jump on. I want, I want to see what's good. Now, again, look at, I'm just saying I'm going to jump on. I didn't want to invite or nothing. I know it was an open conversation. But he's like, okay, well, you know, um, yeah, we have a scheduled thing, blah, blah, whatever. They, they, I guess they had to talk about it. It was a little more structured. And then um, I'm messaging him because the chat starts. My friend China Chow, yes, Mr. Chow's, you know, Michael Chow's daughter, um, very old friend of mine. She pings me into the room. 
So I'm looking for it, whatever. Boom, I get in the room and they start talking and this dude, Benny Luo, or Luau, I think. Uh, anyways, he has a, a website and a page called Next Shark. His family owns. Bottom line is, Benny's a big uh, Asian activist, and uh, you know he has uh, one of the biggest Asian pages and stuff. And uh, I've met dude once or twice, and cool. And you know he's, he, they're for the cause, but like you know, just they're just really uh, mellow people. You know, nothing wrong with that. It's just different from what like you know when it comes to their agenda, or their narrative, their, their things they need to do. And you know, I support them. You know, when, when they ask here and there. But it's so funny when I need support for my shit, nobody want to support me. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, it's the funniest shit in the world. So like, you know what, man? I just realized like, yo, I have a very different take on all this shit. It ain't about me. It ain't about me. You guys are not going to, like, some of you guys back, like, man, you narcissist motherfucker. Dick fuck, stupid motherfuckers. Get the cocks out of your ears, okay? Pay attention to everything. I get in this room and they start talking and Daniel Day Kim starts talking and when you're on Clubhouse, one of the most beautiful things about Clubhouse is you can go on Twitter, you can go on the news, you can go on internet, you do what the fuck you want while you're listening to this. You can text people, whatever, boom. So I DM Daniel, I'm like, hey, bro, is this an open agenda? Is it an open forum? You know, are there you know, people who can talk, whatever, boom. Because usually when I get in the Clubhouse room, people show me love, they want me to bring me up on stage. And this is something, if anything, that I'd probably have quite a bit to share with. So the guy's like, oh, not really up uh, in the beginning, you know, there could be some stuff at the end and everything else. And I'm like, yo, bro, um, I've been talking about this on my podcast. You know, I've connected Chimac with some people, you know, and uh, people in the Bay, obviously Mr. Fab and all these other people, you know, these are my boys and I'm glad they're out there doing the thing. And, and um, you know, Chimac, man, he went from a hardcore street rapper, freestyle, you know, lyricist dude to being out there. I'm glad, man. Look, man, he's living his best life. He's not in jail. He's not getting arrested. He's not doing any crimes. And, you know, he's, he's become an activist. And if anything, he's probably, I mean, look, when I first heard China Mac rhyme, I was like, this motherfucker got bars. I posted it on my shit, right? Dude is really doing big work right now. And I, I salute him for that, you know? Too bad that I got way too much shit going on and I have other things going on. And this is something that's been, that I've beaten to a dead horse over the last 30 plus years. So now Daniel Day Kim is speaking um, Daniel Wu tells me, he goes, oh yeah, not till later, maybe, you know, I can jump you in there, boom. And I'm like, you know what, uh, just let me see what's going on, because now I'm starting to hear things. And Daniel Kim immediately says, this is not a celebrity conversation. Um, there are going to be people in here who have different views than you do. All the politically correct shit, all the shit, like, you know, you go to the fucking doctor's office now, and you'd be like, yo, doc, what is it? Am I sick? What do I got? Uh, yeah, you know, you could have this. Well, it could possibly be this. Nobody wants to give you a direct answer anymore because they don't want to get sued. Everyone's scared of being sued. Everyone's scared of being wrong. Look, look, man, all that shit is pussy shit. So, you know, Danny Day Kim is just saying all the PC shit. Hey, we want everyone to, you know, this and da, 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 this. And we're, you know, we don't want to offend anybody here. And, you know, there's some people are going to have this view and this view. And everyone, we encourage everyone, man. And then he says, not about celebrity things and blah, blah, whatever. He says, you know what, though? We'd like to give a big shout to Olivia Munn. Because she's been vocally, listen, look, man, I'm all for awareness of what's going on right now, okay, and all that, and this is great, and they spread the awareness. Now what, motherfucker? Okay, you want to have a town hall meeting, you want to have a big, gigantic chat room on Clubhouse with these congressmen, people who work in politics, right? 
people who've worked in the White House. That's great. That's fucking amazing. Good for y'all. How does that stop the hate? Okay. Go in circles and circles and circles and circles and talking about cops and all the shit and, and, and police and laws. Look, you know how fucking crazy that sounds? Now look, at, now for the violent crimes, yes, for the dude who died in, in the Bay Area and then the Asian mom who got pushed, yes, I get it. And, and you know, there's other things and there's a bunch that people don't report, I'm sure, okay? And again, apples and fucking video games, two totally different things. You think about how this happens every, maybe every five, 10 minutes in America with the black person, right? I'm not saying that we don't have a voice to say something. What I am saying is this is not HIV, this is not coronavirus, and I get what the fuck, where the racist or the xenophobia is coming from and everything, but you know what, man? It's fucking ignorance, which is the first part. Second part is, what are you gonna motherfucking do about it? You're trying to write down a five, 10-year plan? This shit can be knocked out in 18 months, okay? You don't need fucking Olivia Munn. Who gives a fuck? She's the equivalent to Ja Rule of, what the fuck, would, what would Ja Rule think? No, bitch, nobody gives a fuck. You think anybody's ever looked at Olivia Munn and be like, oh, you know, she's what? One seven hundredth Asian, and you know she's a celebrity. I don't even know what that bitch is from. I don't know one motherfucking movie, and that don't mean shit. I'm just telling you that I am an active Asian person who tries to keep up to certain things. Don't know shit about her, and I know she's part Asian, I guess, or maybe she isn't. I don't know. And then like Lisa Ling's in the conversation, and boom, look at, look, you got Daniel Day Kim, Lisa Ling, some other fucking old dude. You got Benny Luo, who I don't even really know how old Benny, whatever. But then you got like, then you got Daniel Wu, who's probably in his early 40s, whatever, right? You got Lisa Ling and all these people. Look, the age gap between those people and the kids that are in the streets that are causing all the trouble, they don't know who the fuck, they don't know Lisa Ling got fucking stuck in North Korea and all that other bullshit. Nobody knows who the fuck she is. No matter who the fuck, what, what kind of work she's been doing, look, there's a motherfucking million people in the streets who have been putting it down, okay? They just never had a publicist. They were never on the news, never on these platforms. That's one thing about social media that's dope is that the real motherfuckers that know what's going on know what time it is, okay? Now, the disconnect Key word for this podcast is disconnect. The disconnect is too wide. Okay? The youth is not tapped in to what the fuck is going on here with these people because they have no idea who the fuck they are. All right? The gap in age, the age gap, way too wide. All right? So they expect this shit to do something and it's really, we're just going in fucking circles, okay? And then this is just basically becoming uh, not a pissing contest, but it's like, oh, well, this person's done this and this, and you know, this would be this and da, 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 blah, blah, and you know, um, they bring in Andrew Yang. Now, you know I was Yang Yang from fucking the beginning. And then as I heard dude talk a little bit more, I'm like, damn, only thing I really back Andrew Yang on is the fact that one, that we're both Asian and I'd love to see Asian guy. Pro and number two, we share the last name. Now, I was Yang gang before he was fucking gang, period, right? But he's just bringing up things. And, you know, there's been things that he's said publicly lately that were not necessarily Donald Trumpist, but they were just real fucking, they were tone dead. They weren't tone deaf. They was beyond tone deaf. They was tone dead, okay? How he was talking about, oh, you know, bodegas in New York City, are at, you know, these are so essential. We should focus on taking care of these people. And he wasn't in no motherfucking bodega. 
you know what a motherfucking bodega is if you fucking from Miami, LA, you know, somewhere. Yo, he was in a motherfucking deli. Like one of them fucking nice ones with the fucking, like the modern shits. He wasn't in that, you know, in them grimy joints. Or even in like a Soho type joint, LES joint, okay? He wasn't in no Harlem bodega. He was in some nice shit. Now, another thing too is Andrew Yang a month ago or so was saying, you know how tough it is for us to be studying while I have two kids and we're in Zoom class and I'm trying to study and try to pay attention while my kids are in Zoom and I can't even think or concentrate because I'm in my apartment. So we have to go leave somewhere. Like, dog, bro, as much of a dick as I am, I'm not running for office though. You got to understand that I never will. Okay. You're trying to run for mayor in New York and you live in a fucking what? Three, 4,000 square foot apartment in New York City, which is like a mansion to most people. And you're talking about going to fucking to uh, the Hamptons or some shit. And bro, you got people living in fucking 300 square foot apartments with fucking seven, eight people. And you're talking about you're having a hard time like being able to think and work. Like, bro, you know how fucking crazy you sound? So like that right there, just I was already out. I'm like, I'm done. This is stupid. You know, I can't listen to this shit no more. So I messaged Daniel Wu and I'm like, hey, bro, check this out, man. You know what, dog? I'm going to be honest with you, man. This is like a little too formal for me. This might be a little too fancy, dog. I'm straight. Like, you ain't got nobody who's been in the streets. You got nobody who understands what the fuck is going on. No matter how ignorant these fucking people are and what their actions are doing and them being wrong, you got nobody who they can relate to and have a discussion with. Couldn't there be unity between the blacks and, and whatever, anybody against Asians? Absolutely, there can be. Because I get along with every single fucking race there is. Okay, and I have a brash behavior. My character by nature is rough, right? Now, the issue is none of these people have been in the streets. Well, what the fuck the streets got? It, it's got a lot to do with it, okay? Because people are getting attacked in areas of, you know, how do I say this, man? I wouldn't even say hoods, but some of these areas were predominantly black areas especially in the Bay, the lady in Flushing, that's an Asian neighborhood. But at the same time, you know, there's some shit that goes down. There's New York, right? And it was a dumbass, big ass, stupid white boy who hit her. He got busted, by the way. So I hope he's getting the motherfucking Wonder Bread bag treatment, no olive oil in jail. Hope he's in Rikers right now, washing someone's drawers. But what I'm getting at is I've lived in the hood almost all my youth, right? Number two, for fucking 13 years, my store was in the heart of South Central Los Angeles. And I'm talking about damn near ground zero, okay? Down the street from Nipsey Hustle, right? I'm at the motherfucking Slauson, daily, respected. You know, no one ever says shit. Yeah, they bicker here and there, boom. But you know what? Being from cocky, you know, you know, being from a black bike gang in, in the hood and being through South Central, knowing how to navigate and shit, right? There's a different situation going on now with me but obviously I still understand what's going on. So when you got Andrew Yang, or you're talking about Olivia Munn and Daniel, they, like they're not gonna be able to talk to nobody. You know, at the very least, they should have got Tim Delaghetto, maybe Jay Park, you know, he's Korean and he's not really in America. I'm trying to think of like young people, even Jin, who's 39, but at least tapped into the youth or maybe dumbfounded, but they need more young people to talk. They don't fucking need these older people speaking about shit and be like, yeah, you know what? Let's spread awareness. We need more, we don't even mean we need more awareness. This ain't HIV. This shit could be nipped in the butt a lot quicker. 
You want to put money in protection. Okay, that's cool, right? And it pisses somebody off. Then you fuck around and like, look, and it's the stupidest thing in the world. You got some black dude who maybe beats up some old lady. Then they go out, boom, and they start doing shit. And, you know, again, because we put our money, you know, into protection. Then these black people say, hey, man, you know what? There's some racist attacks going back on this. It just ends up being a messy ass situation when two motherfuckers from the streets, you get somebody who's connected to the streets, whether it be the Latinos, the blacks, whatever the fuck it may be. And then you get an Asian dude who's connected, talks to somebody and you guys talk it out right there and bang it out. You get some dude who is completely disconnected from the whole situation and doesn't understand and is just talking about some new shit and everything else in media. Now, it's in a way, it's sad. You're trying to get clout. The awareness is cool, but you can knock that shit out in the streets because that's where it's happening, okay? I'm sure it might be happening in fucking Alabama and some other areas too because of COVID and all the other bullshit reasons. But what I'm saying is all that shit that's been going on with these gigantic rooms, yeah, there's a bunch of people here and there. It's counter fucking productive, period. And my friend, China Chow, she posted something and I said, I love you, China, to death. Guess what? You guys are going in circles. This shit ain't doing it. What are you going to do now? This shit is some, you can cut that shit down, okay? They got this five, 10-year plan that who knows if it's going to happen when they can literally connect with somebody that is younger and tapped into the streets to tap in with somebody with them and get this shit moving a lot better. This whole, like, happy-go-lucky, preppy, geeky-ass way of doing it, that shit is not going to work, period, Look, if I needed to get my homework done, if I needed to get some stocks or some other things done, if I needed to get some other shit, you know, computer tricks or whatever the fuck it may be, yes, that way of going is but on the streets, that is not going to work, okay? Now, again, am I against the Asian hate? What kind of stupid-ass question is that? Of course I am. If something happened to my mom, you already know what the fuck would go on. It would be fucking ugly. But everything they're talking about is counter-fucking- productive. So all I'm saying is, man, look, and I'm old, but I'm way more tapped into the streets than they are. And I'm just saying, you know, all this shit starts from all the drama that was going on with Korean liquor store owners and those Korean business owners that own all those food spots in the hood. They always open shit in the hood here and there, whatever, for whatever reason it is fucked up. All right. And you got, you know, dudes in there. I don't give a fuck if they're black, Puerto Rican, Mexican, you know, Dominican. And if someone steals one guy out of fucking 70 customers, immediately all those guys are bad. And they just had this fucking attitude. Don't open a fucking store then, okay? Why do you have a fucking store in the hood then? You know, it's just, that's the whole thing. And it's just been, there's been beef. Fucking cue me that song, Black Korea. This shit has been going on forever and ever. And once people realize not everyone's like that, but there's so much anger and there's all this fucking misinformation going on and there's so many stereotypes going on and there's so many people that are angry and they don't even know why they're mad and then they're mad about this and that and they're mad about COVID and whatever and they want to blame it on fucking Asians. It's the stupidest fucking thing in the world when you can be reversed racist on some shit like, oh, you know, that's Chinese. It's not fucking Vietnamese or Laos or fucking Koreans or Filipinos. We don't give a fuck. Fuck you. And it's just like the same thing with Africans, Puerto Ricans, and, and I'm saying like, or Latinx or whatever the fuck it is. Yo, that shit sounds crazy as fuck when you call someone who's Japanese the same thing as someone who's Filipino or Thai. Like, it's literally the, such a different fucking thing. I, the, it's not even the same. It's, it's literally, and again, it's just a skin color, Right? 
And to hate somebody for their skin color is the dumbest fucking thing in the world. Period. Now, yes, there's Asian hate going on. Once again, the police ain't going to stop this shit. Okay? Sorry to say this. Daniel Day Kim and Daniel Wu is not going to stop this. All right? Nobody gives a fuck who in Congress is the first Korean person to do this or what fucking political fucking person in office is whatever. And Andrew Yang, that shit ain't going to do shit. You know, put some people behind bars. It ain't going to stop it. All right? Tap into the streets. Tap into somebody who's going to sit there and be able to talk to these kids and get this shit out there. Okay? With the exception of a fucking few idiots. Just letting you guys know. Yo, let's jump to a commercial right now, Miles. Speaking of Asians. And we'll be right back, y'all. Attention, BTB Army. Don't let the stress of 2020 follow you into the new year. Leave tension and muscle aches behind, whether you're an elite athlete or just someone trying to make it through the day tension-free. With Theragun, I take mine wherever I go. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. And it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. Shit, maybe even quieter. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension. Using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just everyday life, there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. Investors in Theragun are athletes such as Kevin Durant, James Harden, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Maria Sharapova, DeAndre Hopkins, and Russell Wilson, just to name a few so you know it's got to be legit for your aches and pains. Try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash baller right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash baller. Theragun, T-H-E-R-A-G-U-N dot com slash baller. Start investing in your health with Theragun. Yo, yo, we're back, man. Oh, man, I wish I could tell you guys that I was like um, done with my rants and I'm almost done. Almost done. I started getting a dry voice, so I had to fucking take a little break and get that little commercial popping. But yo, man, I'm watching this fucking video. As I get back, I start, you know, seeing all the shit. And uh, yesterday I watched this video from Cam Newton's football camp. How the fuck you have football camp during the fucking pandemic? But okay, yo, man, cool. Right, Cam Newton. Um, you guys know I'm not a huge fan of Cam Newton. I believed in him when he went to the Super Bowl that year, and just after that, I was like, "Yo, bro, like I can't rock with dude." Like you know, that was just fucking embarrassing, right? But uh, you know, I, I was rooting for dude. He's just an unusual type player and everything. And uh, again, 
I'm not a big Cam Newton fan, okay? But watching that kid troll him and just say that stupid-ass, bitch-ass, coward, fuck shit. Now, the thing is, at least he said the shit, you know what I mean, and, and was open about it. He wasn't saying it behind a private page, whatever, which I can't stand that shit. It is my biggest pet peeve in the world. Someone who's talking shit that can't fight or back it up. I'm not saying that you can't talk and speak your opinion, but you can't talk greasy in life if you can't fucking fight that person or handle that person in any which way. And um, it goes back to me saying, you know, don't throw rocks and hide your hands. It's just some real bitch shit. Now this kid is, you know, talking shit to him like, who are you? You ain't shit, blah, blah, whatever. Look, that clip, bother me because that's just the epitome of this new generation and i just see it i see it more than i don't all right and these kids just entitled that whole shit and again the disconnect between the big homies and the ogs and the youth there's just a huge gap and it's the furthest this gap has ever been i've never seen it this bad you know these kids don't respect their elders there was somehow in the way just it just lost they just lost and they just, there's no more respect for the elders. You know, I respect my elders. Yes, I have my issues here with some people here and there. But in, for the most part, people who have accomplished shit, yo, man, you know, I mean, I got to suck their dick, but you got to show some respect for motherfuckers got to places you may never, ever get to. My opinion, still, a day later, what was it? Yeah, it's been a day, right? Fuck that dumbass kid. He is the epitome of a punk. He's a little bitch. And then Cam didn't give up, tried to talk to him. Some people were like, yeah, it doesn't surprise me how Cam talked to him. What the fuck are you talking about? What video, what, what, how do you interpret that as Cam being a dick? Man, if you are a fucking king shit and you've been whatever, whatever, and you've been to the Super Bowl, you got a fucking pro career. You've made millions upon millions of dollars. And you've actually, look, if Cam Newton ended his career today, that motherfucker still accomplished more than 99.9% .9 of quarterbacks in the world. Okay, period. For all the people who've played American football, fuck that dumbass kid. He was trying to talk to him, saying, "Yo, what's up? You know, what'd you do this game? Like, talk to me. What's up?" And the kid's like, "Oh, you'll see, you'll see. No, bro, not you'll see. That's the issue. No kid, every kid wants to go know about what they did. They want to talk about what they did yesterday and what they're gonna do tomorrow. None of the motherfuckers is talking about where are the accolades that are still current, huh?" Let's talk about 30 minutes ago. Oh, you don't talk about Pat. No, motherfucker. Did you score this game? No, you didn't. Shut the fuck up. I'll watch next week. Fuck watch next week. You can get blown out by fucking 50 points next week. Fuck is you talking about? You got to go on your record. You know what I'm saying? That's why it just doesn't make sense. You got motherfuckers who are two and eight talking shit. Like, I'll just talk shit. Anyway. No, that, that's corny. At a certain point, shut the fuck up because you're going to disappear. All right? It's just stupid as shit. Again, no big homie love. There's no respect at all. Think it's funny. Think it's cool. It's cute. Listen, I ain't say, like I said, you ain't got to bow down to nobody. But a motherfucker that is in the same lane, oh, I'm sorry, the same area sport, profession, and has done more than you have, and just in your mind, you, you think you're getting there, you're delusional, 
look, man, if you ain't there yet, you can't say shit. Even if you're the best motherfucker in high school and you ain't you the best, you the baddest motherfucker in McDonald's All-American game, if you ain't got to the pros yet, you can't say shit. That's just, that shit, man. That's, that's it. All my fucking ranting, that is it. Now, to the business part, um, I was talking to some shit over with my boys, and um, it's really crazy just how much money is out there, right? Okay, fine, great. There's a bunch of people who are doing bad, but at the same time, the amount of money that is being made in this pandemic, in everything, is just insane, right? People have a lot of money right now. It's crazy. They don't even know what to do with it. That's why they're overpaying for shit and whatever. And it's just like, yo, a week ago, I saw some dudes who are pretty much broke. And when I say pretty much broke, I'm talking they got roommates, you know, just doing whatever, sharing bottles and others. They, they ain't doing it, okay? These dudes made a couple smart moves. They had access to just, you know, basic shit. And when I say that, I mean Bitcoin. Might have been some money for the GameStop shit. I don't know. But they're flying PJs. I don't give a fuck if they're front or anything else. I'm talking about they're actually in the plane coming out. Not one of them shits where you go somewhere, you rent the fucking, the pictures or anything, you know what I'm saying, fake. I'm talking about getting on while they're in the air, boom, flew a PJ, flew a private jet to Hawaii. All right. Now, again, I crack up, right? I see people who fly PJs a lot. They're doing it, they're killing it. Look, I know for a simple fact that they even got one-tenth of my net worth. It's just about where people want to spend their money. And that's cool. But when you see broke dudes who are hustling, trying to get it, flying PJs, going to Hawaii with their crew, hey man, that's legendary moments, you know? Hopefully they can keep it up and keep it going. But, um, you know, I don't know, man. It's a lot of money out there. People still can hit me up for my SF90, offer me bread for it. I just, uh, I'm not ready to get off it yet. You know, I don't know yet. But once again, man, you know, if you got a little bit of money, invest in some shit that ain't nothing. You know, just fuck it. If you, you know, you can, we're just sitting around, put some money in Dogecoin. Am I going to fuck with it? No. Just because I don't have money in something doesn't mean that it's not going to do well. And just because I'm not a fan of it doesn't mean it's not going to do well. And then people say, oh, well, you could have did this. It doesn't matter. I'm already good doing what I'm doing. I don't, like, it's unnecessary, right? Like, I don't really gamble in Vegas anymore. For what? To win some money, to win $5,000, $10,000, maybe even 100 grand. Why? Because I could also lose 100 grand. I could lose 100 grand and I'd just be upset. It's just stupid. There's no reason for it. It's just dumb, right? When people say, oh, you're betting on a game? Totally different story, right? There's excitement in that, okay? And you got a chance when you're betting on cards and betting on fucking slots and things like that. It's total fucking chance. It's all luck, all right? There is actually a science to sports betting. Don't forget, at DB Podcast, it killed it this weekend. So make sure you hit him up for some bets. Now, going back, there's a dude named Stefan Thomas, who is a tech dude or whatever. He has 7,002 Bitcoin. 7,002 is currently 400 million in Bitcoin, all right? He has it in a hard drive. And this specific hard drive in his digital wallet is locked. He's one of very many billionaires or millionaires that have money tied in Bitcoin that is locked in their digital wallet, okay? This dude, they gave him 10 attempts to get into his digital wallet, all right? 
He's already attempted to try to get into his hard drive eight times. So after 10 attempts, if you get 10 attempts wrong, they destroy and delete everything inside that fucking digital wallet, okay? So he has two attempts left as of this podcast, uh, February 22nd. He has two attempts left to get his password correct or he loses $400 million. I would love to know what you guys would do. And that's the fucked up part. When I try to think of an Instagram password, I try to think of something like, yo, boom. You know, I try to keep up. Then, you know, you got to update shit. Hey, you know, this could be, uh, this is, um, what the fuck is the word they use? Uh, you're very vulnerable right now. You should change your thing. This is too easy to guess. The fuck are you talking about? I'm so, I'm, I don't listen to any more fucking iPhone suggestions anymore and fuck me up. And usually people have all the same passwords for the fucking same thing, right? But just, you never know. What if it's fucking, uh, you know, you use it as K-Town and then the, the K is not capital. And or, you know, though there's an uppercase K and then there's an uppercase T, lowercase O, W-N. It's that type of shit. But the fact that this dude obviously seems like a smart guy. I don't know. He just, see, these kind of guys, that's the problem with these motherfuckers too. They got 27 letter or 27 character passwords with like, special signs and everything, right? You don't fucking know. Could you fucking imagine 400 million? And dude's like, he's upset. He's like, don't mind. But like, you know, it gets to the stories that I hear from homies. Um, one of my boys, I just reconnected with Adam. He had a chance to um, keep his Bitcoin. Instead, he bought a food truck. It's like, fuck, this is a great investment. You know what I'm saying? Food truck, this is it, boom. And that would have been, I think maybe $2 million that he had. It's not as bad as me and my cousin, um, my cousin Steve would be at like 12 million and I would have been at probably like, what would have been fucking, not even that far off from where I'm at right now, but 60 million. Yeah. So I don't think about it anymore. Some people are like, yo, there's billions and blah, blah, whatever. Yo, man, should have stayed in. I should have stayed in, right? I don't even want to think about it. Cause like, yo, that's so crazy. It's gone. That's it. It's done to do about it. You're going to get mad. It's fucking stupid. Anyways, that is it. Sorry, man. I just had to bring that rant up. Um, Project 70 print run of uh, my Mookie card did 9,960, somewhere on there, not exactly sure. Um, Ermsey, his Tatis did 12,600, I think. He's the top card. These are big numbers, man, especially for this project. It's fucking amazing, right? It's great. Tatis is a huge dude in the hobby. If you guys don't know, he is probably the hottest card in the hobby. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna do Tatis. I don't know. Like, you know, I'm just, I'm not really for just jumping on the hottest thing, right? Like it just doesn't have to have some sort of connection to the person. So it's not about that, you know? And I know, you know, the last project from first to second place, I was, I sold more than a hundred thousand cars more than other people. So it's a different thing. Now we got Snoop, we got other people. And so, you know, I think after sec two or three cards, we'll see where everyone's at. But, uh, I got a lot of confidence, man. You guys fuck with me pretty heavy. And, and, um, I got a really good, uh, fan base and I have a really good obviously BTB army out there. But yeah, Mookie card is done, right? Be doing the autos pretty soon. Remember there's only 21 autos. That's it. Uh my next card, I'm gonna give you guys a hint. Yes, it's another motherfucking Dodger. He might be the last Dodger of the entire set. So yo, all you Dodger fans out there, just know. All right. Got another Dodger coming. Uh you guys can guess. And um by the way, with the Mookie card, I did say if you did buy my Mookie card and you did send in your proof of purchase, the contest is over now. 
meaning submissions are not being accepted anymore. Anything postmarked after Sunday, 12 noon, uh, you will not be accepted at all whatsoever. But uh, really, I should have just ended it on Friday when, when it ended, ended. But I'm going to announce the winner of the Micro Jesus piece. I know I said Nano last time, right? It's Micro Jesus piece. This is the bigger joint. I'm going to announce the winner this Wednesday. Don't know what time yet. It's going to be on my Instagram live. I'm going to get all the fucking names. We're going to put it into a spreadsheet. Boom. Go on random.org. Shake that bitch up four or five times and give that motherfucker away because that's the kind of guy that I am. All right? So make sure you tune in to my Instagram live this week. Yeah, man, I'm excited about all this shit with the hobby. Excited for my Topps Chrome is almost done. This shit looks fucking incredible. My Topps Chrome 2021 is going to be fucking outstanding. I'm super hyped about that. Um, what else, man? Am I missing? Like I said, I had a bunch of fucking notes jotted down, but uh, it's a different type of show today because that Asian hate shit just threw me in the in just a fucked up loop. I don't know, man. But uh, as far as TV shit, I didn't watch anything this weekend. I watched old movies because of my kids. So I watched The Little Rascals um, when I watched fucking How to Train Your Dragon, shit like that. Like, nothing exciting. I've been wanting to watch Judas and The Black Messiah. I've heard nothing but great things about it. Just can't get into that right now. I'm going to do all that. Um, I got some fucking crazy, crazy shit dropping with Network soon. You guys don't even fucking know. And uh, I don't know, man. Again, love you guys, man. Catch you on the flip side. And uh, please don't forget to subscribe to the show. Um, please don't forget to hit at DB Podcasts for the sports bet picks. All right, guys. And that is it for this episode, the weekend wrap up. Yo, Lakey Lake, what's good, bro? Yes, sir. Okay, let's get cracking, y'all. See you guys on Thursday. Got a special interview. Um, I don't know if you guys are going to like it, man. We'll, we'll find out. All right. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace.